Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Mondays only mean one thing. Fabrizio Romano joins the show. You think because the transfer window is done and dusted, Fabrizio is done? No, he is here to discuss all the latest, including an MLS package as we discuss who's coming in, who's going out, out of Major League Soccer. And we answer your questions today. Q&A special. All you wanted to know from Fab, he has it for you and so much more. Que golazo. Fabrizio Romano begins right now. Everybody, welcome to Kigolasso. Happy beginning of the week. Happy Monday. Mondays only mean one thing. Fabrizio Romano Fab, how are you, buddy? Hey, my friend. All good. Thank you. All great. Really buzzing because we are entering into the final part, the second, the final part of the season. And I love the atmosphere in the big leagues, in the Champions League that is coming back. So all good. Thank you. I love it. I love it. Always buzzing, even though the transfer window is done. Fabrizio is not Never done, of done. course, and he is here <laughs> to discuss it all, Fabs. And you're eating, you're sleeping, you're taking care of yourself, right, yes, buddy? Yes, like, I want to make sure. Is, I could say normal life, let's say like this, for a few weeks. Then in March, I will be back with my crazy yeah. life. Don't worry. <laughs> so take a little bit of a step back, but still here and always with us on Que Golasso. Welcome, everybody, to the beginning of your week. Thank you for being a fan and a listener and a viewer of the show, by the way, nearly to 10,000 subscribers. Let's get that before the Champions League returns. That would be amazing. And of course, we're all over wherever you listen to your pods. Before we get into Q&As, everybody, we do begin with some breaking news, some uh, very serious news uh, as of late from uh, Ajax. Uh, Fabrizio, obviously, you tweeted about it as well, where Mark Overmars, uh, obviously, you know, we all know his name as a former player, but the former uh, player of Ajax, uh, obviously the Netherlands, Arsenal, the sporting director of Ajax, nearly there for almost a decade there, um, has been relieved of his duties as a result of some very offensive and, uh, you know, inappropriate messages to female colleagues within the club. According to Ajax, who released a statement after realizing and finding out of the situation, they immediately acted and have parted ways. And Edwin van der Sar, the CEO, of course, and the executive board, you know, decided this. Uh, they're obviously very upset about the situation on, on on every kind of angle. But Fabrizio, what do you know? Talk to me about this. This is uh, a big, big news, of course, as we begin the week uh, for Ajax uh, internally. And of course, you know, the game in the Netherlands. Let me say, it's a shocking news. It's a shocking news when we speak about Mark Overmars because we're speaking about a legend. He's not a normal person in football. He was a fantastic player. He's a fantastic director of football because the work he did with Ajax was absolutely incredible, let me say. Uh, so he was a key person into the club. Uh, he was the man who built uh, Ajax's incredible era. They are doing great in Redivisie. They are doing great in Champions League. The group they did was amazing. The group stages, they were uh, perfect. I would say they won all the single games. Uh, then the players he signed, the work he did behind the scenes to help also with Eric Ten Hag, 
lot of things were passing from, from Mark Overmars. And so it's really shocking to see this kind of news. Um, it's important to say that, as also you mentioned, Mark Overmars um, apologized. So he immediately said that it's absolutely everything true. So everything is absolutely confirmed. It's not um, and something to be explained at the moment from my side or from Overmars' side. With this statement, they were really clear. They were really serious. I think, as he mentioned too, Overmars mentioned too, the only way was to leave the club immediately after this terrible story. So it's a matter of respect. I also like what uh, Edwin van der Sar, the former great goalkeeper who spoke as CEO of Ajax, he said, we have to protect people into the club. We have to help the humans that are part of Ajax. So we are not going to continue with Mark Overmars because of this. On my personal feeling, is shocking because we're talking about a person like Mark Overmars who was doing an incredible job. So it was not a difficult moment of his life, you know. Mm. He was doing a top job on professional side. We don't know about personal life, of course, but on professional side, on public side, Mark Overmars was contacted by Newcastle in September with an incredible proposal, an incredible contract, and he said no to continue with uh, Ajax project. He was doing a top job uh, also with new signings, with contracts, with many uh, stages of the club, but on many stages of the club. So... He was perfect as a sport director, but of course, this is a behavior that they can't accept. And so I think the only solution was to part ways immediately. Yeah, Fabrizio, do we know, by the way, obviously per Ajax's statement, uh, after finding out of the situation, that's when they acted. Um, does that mean that they, they found out pretty recently then uh, over the last few days, as opposed to, I hope not, that f they've known for longer and they've just decided to act now. But according to the statement, You know, per Ajax, they found out and immediately they acted. If that's the case, well done to Ajax, especially to the points that you just made. This is not just uh, anybody. This is somebody that has a massive relationship with the club. Yes, this is the feeling we have from the statement. Uh, if you want me to be 100% honest, of course, we don't know about this story. So mm -hmm. uh, it's just a feeling. It's not a news and it's not uh, a reality because yeah. we don't know and we are not into the story. But my feeling uh, into the words of Mark Overmars, when he says... This time I was going over the line. I see something like saying, okay, something already happened. Uh, I don't know if the last weeks or months or years, we can't know about details. But my feeling is something already happened. They were trying to keep the situation quiet. But then at the end, something was going to continue. And he said, I was going over the line. So Yeah, this is what he said. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. Just, to, just to echo your point. He said, um, unfortunately, I didn't realize that I was crossing the line with this. But that was made clear to me. In recent days, I suddenly felt enormous pressure. I apologize. Certainly for someone in my position, this behavior is unacceptable. I now see that too, but it is too late. I see no other option but to leave Ajax. This is also a major uh, a major impact on my private When situation. When he says, I see, now I see that too. Yeah. Maybe it means they were telling me, stop. And yeah. now I know that. that. That's where I was getting at, Fabrizio. <laughs> I'm wondering. And, and to your point... This is mere speculation right now. We don't have the facts. Of but course, course. one thing is 100% sure Mark Overmars is leaving the club. You mentioned how much he has done, not just uh, as a sporting director, as a director of football, but obviously as a player as well. And and now it's uh, it's an interesting uh, and tricky situation. And the bigger point that Edwin van der Sar said, you know, we need to have a, a healthy, a safe environment for everybody, everybody. Uh, and he really felt ashamed there. Fabrizio. 
Yes, also because Ajax are always a super serious club. It's part of the history. They are always this kind of club. You know, it's not a confusing club. They are always with this kind of um, fast forward thinking. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So this is why they are really shocked. At the same point, let me say to to complete on this Overmars story and this Ajax future story that I'm curious to see the impact that will have for Eric Ten Hag future because the relationship between Overmars and Ten Hag has always been more than strong they had a fantastic relationship uh, it was just like 10 days ago or 12 days ago they did an interview uh, with Telegraph uh, speaking about their relationship their work for Ajax in the future so it was an, an interview they made together and also last summer when Tottenham approached Eric Ten Hag he decided to stay because because of his relationship with Mark Overmars, so to respect the club, but also to respect the sport director who was trusting the project. They were approached by Newcastle and they decided to continue with Ajax because they wanted to continue together. Barcelona, you maybe remember, at the end of September, wanted to approach Sheriton Hag and he wanted to respect his contract with Ajax because of his relationship with, with Overmars. So they were working together. They were really close into the club. And so let's see if this crazy story could have an impact also on the future of Eric Ten Hag as Ajax manager. That's a very, very good point. A lot uh, for Ajax to deal with. And to be honest with you, again, the most important thing that this club becomes a safe environment. Uh, no colleague, female, male, should ever have to deal with anything like this. But we, the story is not over. Of course, it just broke and we will continue to cover it as well with not just Fabrizio, but everybody involved here as, of course, the Champions League returns next week as well. All right, let's uh, move on here today. As we mentioned, everybody, we have a, a few uh, good little tidbits to give you a Q&A. You, you wanted a few answers uh, done by Fabrizio and we have them for you. But before that, let's talk about MLS. Major League Soccer begins earlier than usual because of the World Cup, Fabrizio Romano. You've been breaking a few stories, but let's begin with one uh, that was reported uh, originally by our friend here, uh, my good friend Felipe Cardenas from The Athletic, about Carlos Tevez to DC United. I don't know what to make of this, Fabrizio. <laughs> Can you talk to me about this one? I agree with you on personal opinion. Uh, I think we already saw so what is Carlos Tevez. And so I'm not sure that it's the perfect move for DC United, but it's true there are contacts with this agent. I'm told that it's not done. As you mentioned, Felipe doing a top work uh, reported about this story and this 100% confirmed that they had contacts with the agent of Carlos Tevez. But at the same point, it's not completed or signed yet. So let's see if they will decide to go through and to complete the agreement with, with Carlitos or if other clubs from MLS or from other countries will jump into the negotiations because he wants to continue to play football for the coming months. But sounds strange also to me because um, I had the feeling in his last chapter in Argentina that maybe we already saw the best of Carlito Stevens. So maybe it's not the case to continue for him because I loved him. Eh? In my opinion, he's been one of the best strikers we had in Europe for many years. Also with Juventus, he was incredible. So maybe one of the best strikers of Juventus history, let me say. But now it seems completely different. So let's see what DC United will decide to do. Interesting indeed. I mean, he just turned 38 years old. Uh, I wonder what will happen there. But let's move on. One that is... You reported on, of course. You tweeted it out. You broke it out. Douglas Costa to LA Galaxy. What's this one about? Where are we in this one? Yes, it's a, it's a done deal. They have everything agreed. They're just waiting for the player to arrive in the coming hours. They're planning for his, his travel, but everything is good with, with Los Angeles Galaxy. It's going to be a six-month loan because he's still under contract with Juventus and they have some problem to terminate the contract. So they decided to do a loan deal till the end uh, of the 
Italian season. And then Douglas Costa will sign till 2023 with, uh, with Los Angeles Galaxy. So everything has been agreed. The player is more than happy. He knows that we'll have a be- beautiful chance in, in MLS to be back at his level with Gremio was not so lucky. Flamengo approached him in the last few weeks to try with the same contract proposal that Los Angeles Galaxy had him. So it was a two-year contract proposed to Douglas Costa, but the player wanted to try this MLS experience. And so it's just a matter of details. And then Douglas Costa will be in Los Angeles and will sign his contract. Interesting indeed. Should be very intriguing uh, for the Galaxy fans. All right, well, let's keep going here because uh, another player, Sheridan Shakiri. To Chicago Fire. I Part of me is like, I'm excited to see Shakira in MLS, but the other part of me, but it's Chicago Fire who have a lot to deal with. Uh, how th- How's this one getting closer? The most surprising one, I think, uh, because mm, let's remind that Lyon paid around 6 million euros in August to sign Sheridan Shakiri from Liverpool. He was doing yeah. good, pretty good with Liverpool. Okay, maybe not a top star, but was doing a good job with Liverpool and with Jurgen Klopp. They decided to sign him. Then he wanted to try something new and Lyon accepted also because his salary is a huge one. So they're trying to change their salary situation with Bruno Guimaraes, with Shakiri. Uh, and so Shakiri is going to join Chicago Fire. It's just a matter of time to complete the paperwork. It's not signed yet, but they have started the process to, to sign everything as soon as possible. The player has decided to accept. Uh, so it will be around 7 million euros paid to Lyon. So they are pretty happy with the, with the proposal. And same for Chicago Fire, who will have an important player joining MLS. And so we wait for a few days and then everything will be completed. So it's one step away from being new Chicago Fire player. 12th in the Eastern Conference last season, missed on playoffs yet again. So a lot for uh, Chicago Fire to deal with. But Shakiri, uh, a welcome addition to MLS. Uh, all right, I had one more question about MLS here, Fabrizio, because I am surprised, uh, happily, I guess, for, for NYCFC fans. But Tati Castellanos is still around. Nobody from the Premier League uh, acquired him. There were rumors of West Ham. And now I'm reading, you know, Brazilian-Argentinian interest and those transfer windows end later. Uh, the Argentinian one ends in February. The Brazilian one ends in April. What's the latest on Tati Castellanos, uh, MLS champ, uh, the MVP a very, a very good player. So the, the golden boot winner, I'm sorry. What's the latest on him? Yes, we had rumors about International de Porto Alegre. As you mentioned, the market is still open, but also in particular about River Plate because River Plate had direct contact before signing Barco, but they had direct contacts with the agents of Tati Castellano. So let's see if they will decide to jump into it again or not, but at the moment it's still quiet. I can tell you that also Fiorentina were thinking of him as a possibility in the days when they had Dujan Blavich on the point uh, to sign with, with Juventus. So they were thinking of Tati Castellanos as one of the options. They decided to, to save some money and to see in the summer how they want to spend part of the budget. So let's see. It's a really curious situation, as you mentioned, because we're talking about a really good player, very, very good player, but still at New York. So I hope for them that he will stay, but he's still open the market in many countries, as you mentioned, Brazil, Argentina. So we have to follow the situation in the, in the coming days. Well, so far, so far, NYCFC player, of course. Uh, and, and to your point, good for MLS within that perspective. All right, we're going to take a, a break. When we come back, by the way, it's Q&A time. You asked, Fab has the answers. All right, Fabrizio Romano, Mondays. We will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The baseball season is in full swing, which means you need to listen to Fantasy Baseball Today, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network. Join Scott White, Chris Towers, and me, Frank Stample, every weekday as we recap every player from every game. We'll talk waiver wire ads, drops, players to trade for, prospects who could make an impact, and everything in between. Make sure to download and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Odyssey app, and everywhere else podcasts are found. Welcome back, everybody, to Kigolasso, Fabrizio Romano. Fab, bear with me here. I'm going to do a little plug here uh, as part of another show, okay? Uh, you know, the early edge, everybody, you got to get to it. It's your go-to source for all things gambling ahead of Bengals, Rams. You going to watch the Super Bowl, Fabrizio? I will. I will watch, of course. How not? I, I live during the night in Italy, so, you know, it's my, it's my time. <laughs> well, you better get ready and you better get to the early edge, my friend, because uh, it's Sportsline's top handicappers are going live every day to bring you information about the latest line movement and bring you their favorite picks and props. Jonathan Coachman and Larry Hartstein are live in L.A. Monday through Friday every morning on CBS Sports HQ and on YouTube at 11 a.m. Eastern. The crew will be going live two hours before kickoff to dish out and recap all their favorite bets given throughout the week. And finally, on Sunday, join the Early Edge Watch Party as our guys give live betting analysis and up-to-date in-game wagers. Who do you have in this game? I, the Rams are favorite. They're at home. They're Fabrizio Romano. But the Bengals, man, I don't know. I like them too. Do you have a specific pick or, or are you waiting to see what happens? No, I'm, I'm not so so good with picks in in this point. So I better with football. So I let you, <laughs> I let you go with your picks. I will be neutral in this case. Hey, you know what's going to be really good? The halftime show, Fabrizio. Eminem, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige. That's a good Absolutely. one, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> I can't wait to see a here we go Super Bowl tweet from Fabrizio. Right. <laughs> good point. Absolutely. All right. Well, we're back to our regular programming, everybody. As we mentioned, we asked you to send your questions uh, regarding Fabrizio's show today, and you replied. Thank you so much for all of them. Now, remember, we can't answer all of them. We picked the best ones. And, uh, you know, I feel like we've done a good job and you did a good job at figuring out which of those are. So let's begin uh, in the league, you know, very well, of course, Serie A. And this one's from Cliff. Cliff, thank you so much. Based on the Mercato and this weekend, as Juve, of course, win so well, both their new transfers uh, scored, including Dusan Vlaovic. And this weekend, are Juve a lock for top four, Fabrizio? And are they set for a late Scudetto run? I think yes. I think the answer is yes. I see Juventus in top four, maybe in top three also. Uh, yesterday, the impact from the new signings, Dujan Vlaovic and Denis Zakaria, was incredible. They scored, but it's not just about scoring goals. It's about the impact they had on the team. It was seeming completely different kind of team. The atmosphere at the stadium, uh, the reaction from the teammates. They were bringing what they exactly needed Juventus, some fresh air. They needed new players, new top players in the right position. They were needing a number nine, like Dujan Vlaovic, and they were needing a midfielder ready to be aggressive and to fight for the team. So... Top work from Juventus. Again, fantastic, fantastic January window. Maybe the best club in the world, I would say, for the January window, together with Liverpool, in my personal opinion. And so my, my answer is yes. I see Juventus playing Champions League next season, 100%. And I see them very well for this second part of the season. So let me ask you a quick question there. If you see them in the top four, who is out of the top four then? 
Ah, a good question. I think Atalanta yesterday with with Cagliari, they were not so good. Maybe they're feeling a bit of pressure. They're running but out. in the second yeah. part of the season, yes, in the second part of the season, they are always um, performing well. So I'm sure that they will be back uh, fighting next weekend. Atalanta Juventus. I think it's a key game. If Juventus will win in Bergamo with Atalanta, they have your chances to pull Atalanta out of the Champions League race, and so to be Juventus, Napoli, Inter, and the Milan in the fourth positions, in the top four positions. Yeah, absolutely. Very good point. All right, let's move on here to the next question. Uh, Rodi Corta. Rodi, thank you so much for being part of the show and the family. What do you expect, Fabrizio, from Barcelona going into this summer? I'm assuming striker is a priority. Still in, really, not at the back, Robbie, not at the back, you don't think? But he assumes striker is a priority. Still, even with Aubameyang in the squad now. What do we expect from Barcelona? I expect many and many things to change for Barcelona, to be honest. It will depend, of course, if they will play Champions League. But I think, yes, winning with Atletico Madrid was a statement from Barca. I think it was a very good game. So this is the process. And I expect Barcelona going on a market with very clear ideas on many positions. So striker, yes. I agree with Rodi. I see them signing a new striker. Uh, they will try for Erling Golan. There's also Real Madrid and Manchester City. I'm not sure that will be easy for Barcelona, but I'm sure that they will try. Uh, they will. They want to go for a top striker so this is the mission for Barca they will go for a centre-back as you mentioned Luis I'm sure that they will see they will go on the market for a, for a centre-back because this is something they need and so keep an eye on Christensen because Bayern and Barcelona are two clubs interested in the Chelsea centre-back and let's see also for midfielders what happens so many things could happen at Barcelona in the summer and I expect them to be really active on the market for, for the summer well, there you have it, Barcelona. A lot of action. Good luck on getting Erlen Haaland, Barcelona. If you do, I'm tipping my hat. I mean, I, I, it's no way, but we'll see. We'll see. All right, here's the next one from our friend, Jake Fanner. Jake, how are you, buddy? Will West Ham ever get a striker? West Ham, there was talk about, you know, some players that they wanted. Tati Castellanos being one of them in January. That didn't happen. What about West Ham? Uh, obviously, nothing right now, but in the summer, do you expect a lot of movement, Fabrizio? Yes, to be honest, yes. They wanted to spend big money in January, but they are always really clear with the, with the strategy they have. We sign the players we want or we prefer to save money and then spend in a following window. This is what they will do. Uh, they were um, proposing 50 million euros to Benfica on the deadline day for Darwin Nunez and Benfica said no way to sell the player on the deadline day and they wanted way more than this. Uh, so this is why the deal collapsed after five minutes. But at the same point, it means that West Ham will 100% go for a striker. They were also interested in Gabi Gold at the beginning of the market, first week of January, but they wanted a loan deal and Flamengo were not accepting. So I'm sure that in the summer they will go for a striker. Yes, I don't know who will be the striker because for Darwin Nunez, there will be many clubs jumping into the race, so it's not going to be easy for West Ham. But striker will be a priority. Centre-back will be another priority. They wanted Chaletacar from Marseille, but there was no agreement on the loan move. And so let's see what happens in the summer. But I'm sure that they will be busy. So David Moyes will have a lot of impact in the new signings and they will go for two or three signings in the summer. And it obviously depends on where they end up in the table if they do end up getting Champions League, which would be... Pretty amazing. All right, let's keep going here from one London team to another one. Mike, Mike, how are you, Mike? Can you see Renato Sanchez? We're big fans over here, Fab. Renato Sanchez, can you see? Yeah, can you see Renato Sanchez to Arsenal happening? I can't say no at the moment because we are still in February. At the moment, Arsenal are not in negotiation with Renato, with his agent, or with Lille. So at the moment, the situation is still quiet. But last summer, summer 2021, Arsenal, Barcelona and Liverpool were three clubs 
seriously interested in Renato Sanchez. So I would keep them in the list because Renato Sanchez is kind of players that you keep in your list for long term. It's not a player you have just for a, uh, for a panic buy. You know, it's a player that you have in your list as a key midfielder, as a player for present and future. So I'm sure that he's still in the list of the three clubs. And I want to add a Similan because a Similan for Renato Sanchez, they wanted to send him in the last 48 hours of the market, but it was impossible because Lille, as they did for Sven Botman, they did the same for Renato Sanchez, untouchable. So there was no way to send him in January. But I'm sure that a Similan will be in the race for, for summer move for Renato Sanchez. Arsenal at the moment, interest, but still quiet on negotiation side. And let's see what Barcelona and Liverpool will decide to do for midfielders. So open race for Renato, but a Similan will be into it. He's definitely leaving, though, I feel it, in the summer. Yes, in the yeah. summer, yes. Yeah, 100%. So there'll be competition for his acquisition. All right, let's move on. And let's talk about um, Aston Villa's former captain, uh, Jack Grealish, uh, the record transfer fee to Man City. A uh, wonderful thing he did this weekend, uh, stopping to hug a 14-year-old fan with cerebral palsy. You know, it just shows sometimes the great human side, and we often forget it in this busy world in the transfer window. But Man City, I'm wondering, you know, there's rumors. I don't know if it's noise, Fabrizio. So the question is, you know, what's happening with uh, Jack Grealish at Man City? Are the rumors that the owners don't like him true? No, I'm told no. They are still protecting him. They are still backing him. So I don't see anything happening with, with Jack Grealish on the market, to be honest, this year. Then, of course, they want him to perform at top level. They expect something different from Jack Grealish. We know that his potential is completely different from what we're seeing in his first six, seven months as Man City player. But at the same point, they know with Pep Guardiola, the first season is never easy. You have to adapt to a new kind of football, to a new kind of mentality. Uh, so this is why it's taking time. Also, a lot of competition, and he was not used. He was used to be the star, as you know, better than anyone else at Aston Villa. And now with Man City, it's completely different. They have kind of rotation into the team. And then when you play for Man City, everything can change in two or three weeks. For example, you score an important Champions League goal and your season and the feeling around you is completely different. So this is why the situation is still under control. I was also speaking with people close to Jack Grealish a few days ago and they were absolutely relaxed, not worried. So I don't see any problem as of now. Then let's see in the coming months. But as of now, everything is under control between Man City and Jack Grealish. Yeah, and I remind a lot of people what happened with Riyad Maris. It was very quiet at the beginning of his time with Man City. And look... Now uh, a champion in more ways than one. So be patient, everybody, of course. Um, all right. So uh, obviously, you know, Fab, when I send this tweet out that we get a Q&A with Fabrizio Romano, the majority of my beautiful followers are obviously Aston Villa fans. So I'm just doing this for them, everybody. It's not for me. The final question is obviously a Villa question. You mentioned, of course, that Coutinho has never been happier, at least as of recent. Uh, now that he's a, a Villa player, at least on loan, uh, working with Steven Gerrard. Uh, this is from Ian. Ian, thank you so much. Will Aston Villa make the Coutinho deal permanent at the end of the season? Where do they go regarding, this is a bigger question for me, where do they go regarding a DM in the summer window? Well, talking about Felipe Coutinho, it depends on him. So we will see how the performances will be. I, I feel that if the performances will continue like this, he has your chances to join Aston Villa on a permanent book. Uh, let's remind there is by option around 40 million euros. So they will have a big opportunity to sign him on a permanent. But they are super happy with Coutinho and he's super happy with Villa. We are still in February, so we know that the season is still long and we have to wait a bit and see what happens. Also because signing Coutinho means, okay, a lot of money to give to Barcelona, but also it's about the salary. So they need to be 100% sure of what they will do. 
it will take some time to decide, but I see positive feelings around Coutinho. So let's see in the coming months what happens. And the first team midfielder, 100%, yes. They wanted Bentancourt, but then uh, the proposal was not what Juventus were expecting. Uh, also, uh, they were thinking of Bubakar Camara from Marseille that will be available as free agent. Let's see what he will decide to do. Many clubs are into the race, so it's not going to be easy. And I also have the feelings that I'm... I'm not 100% sure that Douglas Lewis will stay at the club in the summer. So this is why maybe they will need to sign two players in the midfield. Uh, but it depends on the proposals they will recite for Douglas Lewis. But I'm not 100% sure they will stay. So this is why it's going to be interesting for Aston Villa to see what they will decide to do in the midfield in particular. Yeah, the Douglas Lewis thing will be interesting. I mean, there are reports, of course, that you know Villa are very you know, big fans, Jared, big fans, and obviously yes. proposal with a new contract, but the player himself, it also depends on him as well. So, you know, yes. that, that's a massive step. Having said that, full trust in uh, in Perslow and Langer, so we'll see what happens. Well, Matty Cash as well, obviously, he wanted by Atleti as well, 42, right? So, yes, they know. want him. Atleti want him. They wanted him during January window, but was almost impossible to sell him. So they decided to go for Daniel Vaz, but in the summer they will go for another right back and Matty Cash is in the list 100% and they will try again. We bought him for 14 million going to 16 million. So if we get him for a profit, all right. Anyway, it's not the Villa part, it's the Fabrizio QA part. And there you have it. Thank you so much, Fabrizio Romano. What a great show once again. Before we say goodbye to you, anything that you're keeping your eyes on, my friend, this week? Nicolas Sule, because his agent said in an interview in, during the weekend that they already have an agreement with the club. It's a verbal agreement. And I'm told that. There are huge chances for Borussia Dortmund to, to sign him. He's not signed yet, but Borussia Dortmund are working to sign Niklas Sule also because they wanted Andreas Christensen, but it's almost impossible to give him what he wants. And Barcelona and Bayern, as we mentioned, they are in the race for Christensen. And so Borussia Dortmund have good chances for Sule. He's not signed. He's not done yet. Be careful with free agents, as we always say. But Borussia Dortmund are in the race for, for Niklas Sule. Interesting indeed. Fabrizio Romano, make sure that you follow his content on Twitter and Instagram. CBS Sports, of course, his weekly article regarding all the latest, all the information. Uh, obviously, Serie A keeps going, all the leagues and the Champions League returns as well. So Fabrizio, always part of the family on Kegolasso. Fab, thank you so much, my friend. Thank you, my friend, as always, and see you soon on Kegolasso. Thank you. A- absolutely. Thank you, everybody. Have a great beginning to your week, and we will see you next time. Till then.